Breaking news, President Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, has agreed to be interviewed by those investigating possible Trump-Russia ties. We have a statement from his lawyer now saying he would do so as long as he had assurances against unfair prosecution. The Wall Street Journal earlier reported that he would do so in exchange for immunity from prosecution. to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Mitchell Hernandez. And I'm also your host, Brandon Condit. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where a conservative and independent like myself and an independent liberal like myself can share different points of view without the typical disdain for one another that we see all too often in politics and in the media. So with that, let's get started. And her ringleaders were given immunity. And if you're not guilty of a crime, what do you need immunity for, right? I wonder if Obama's gonna give her immunity. She hasn't gotten immunity yet. She's the only one. Did anybody ever see so many people get immunity? Everybody. You're guilty, you're guilty. We'll give everybody immunity. Everyone. What do you need to investigate if everyone's gonna get immunity, right? She lied to Congress under oath, and her staffers took the Fifth Amendment and got immunity deals. She had so many immunity deals, right. there was nobody so, left. So, obviously, if uh, you are asking for immunity, you're a criminal. And I would assume <laughs> criminals hang out with other criminals. So, you know, what do you think? <laughs> I think that we're going to find out. Um, so, basically, in the news, once again, Russia, the story that never goes away. Story um, that never goes away. Yeah. At this point, this is the Malaysia Flight 800 of political news stories. That's how Republicans want to paint it, but that's yeah, not necessarily when you find some the evidence, then, then I'll, I'll believe it a little bit better. So. But basically what happened this time around was uh, Michael Flynn, who had to resign after he lied uh, to Mike Pence and was basically kicked out of a national security advisor uh, role, is now saying that he wants to talk, you know, under oath, the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. in exchange for an immunity deal about Russian collusion. About yeah, about election. all of that. Um, and no, no, man, I'm still, I'm still not buying the Russia thing. You know that looks shady. Is it as does hell. look shady? I mean, I like, think that right off the bat we can agree that you know, anytime that you ask for immunity, in their own words, in their own words, <laughs> you're probably a criminal. You're probably a criminal. I don't, I don't buy and that. In my because, own words. Criminals probably hang out with other criminals. Just saying, <laughs> like, this is probably true. Um, right. I don't know. Sound what... like those Republicans that were upset <sighs> that Jay Z and all of them came to the White House under Obama. That has <laughs> literally must nothing be a criminal to do too. with anything. Um, I he raps about criminal activity. <laughs> I don't. That's I see. I see a, a clear such a reach. That's, that's such what re- I'm saying. I'm saying it gets the same reach. All right. It's bullshit. Anyway. Um, Michael Flynn asking for immunity obviously doesn't look good. He obviously has a story to tell. So That's what his lawyer said. He's got a story to tell. He wants to tell it under the right circumstances. And you're, I haven't seen much on it since he said that he's looking for the immunity. The only thing that I've seen since that is um, the fact that the FBI and Congress are not willing to give it to him yet. Um, which makes sense because the FBI and Congress typically don't give immunity to quote-unquote big fish. Um, big fish. 
you know, they they typically give get immunity to interns and such stuff like that, right? So like that the, they can still catch up people like Hillary Clinton and Mike Flynn, right? Right? And right. Donald Trump. So um, he still has to testify, though, right? Like if they call him up, he has. Does he? I mean, I mean, I would think so. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. And right. keep in mind too that like half of these guys are buddies. So right. Um, that's, that's the whole thing there so, in politics. Everyone's shaking each other's hands and looking out for each other. Right. So I don't really know. But what I do know is that he obviously has something to say. He's the yeah. he was what, the second in the line of like seven people with ties to Russia during the campaign. <laughs> um, yeah, ties loosely based. And I've got a chart here that we're gonna look at. Um so basically and this is coming from the wonderful news source, CNN. But they have a nice little chart here uh, of all of the different ties to Russia. And this, I think, is pretty self-explanatory. So Michael Flynn, former national security advisor, he sent message or he had phone calls, test messages and had meetings with Sergei Kliz, Klizklak, <laughs> <laughs> whatever the Russian ambassador is, which. That's the, apparently the Democrats' smoking gun is that he met with the Russian See, ambassador. I have less problems. I with don't them. think that the former national security advisor would probably be meeting with the Russian ambassador. That yeah. does that makes perfect sense to me, and that's literally his only tie. Right. I don't necessarily um, have issue with like the ambassador to me makes sense. Like meeting with an ambassador well, that's where makes most sense. of these, what these was, are coming what, from. what was Michael Flynn's job prior to this though? Why was he able to meet with a Russian ambassador? Like you and I can't go just call up a Russian ambassador. Right. And meet right. With right. Them. What well, was Michael formerly Flynn's? Formerly during the campaign, he was just an advisor. I thought he was just a lead, uh, advisor, uh, who then, you know, was, was but having... it doesn't make sense to me then why, uh, an advisor at title, well, obviously would be, they're all advi- most of the people in the Clinton why, were advisors too until they get in power they don't have but a But why are they talking to like wouldn't the only way that, here's how I imagine things in my mind should work properly and maybe I'm completely wrong and I don't know oh, the system, totally. but <laughs> what I will say is that like I would think that my people right the, right the my people talk to your people so in this case Michael Flynn's assistant calls Russian ambassador's assistant and they set up a meeting but why as an advisor do you get that meeting like why wouldn't Donald Trump or Mike Pence have that meeting why Michael Flynn on the campaign trail are doing things that this is standard protocol the Clinton campaign did the exact same thing they said that all of their advisors had meetings with the ambassador too doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean anything nefarious is going on no now, it I don't doesn't. trust Michael Flynn I want to put that right off the bat that dude looks shady as hell Every time I see him, he's scowling. He just looks like a menacing. You know who else looks shady? Carter Page and. uh, (laughs) Well, let's see where Carter because Carter Page is on here. He's a former advisor. He also is linked to the Russian ambassador. Mm -hmm. Again, makes sense for an advisor. Can't remember his meeting. Nobody can remember their meetings. And uh, again, I just think that's interesting. (laughs) If you're meeting with somebody from another country, you're likely to remember what happened in that meeting. Again, we can go tit for tat on that one because all the Democrats seem to forget their meetings too and i don't think that that's appropriate either um i like you're not going to hear me say in any form on any on either side that corruption or shady nefarious looking business is okay it's not right at what point though because this is all basically the ambassador at what point when they're talking about did you have meetings with russian officials and whatnot do you consider a ambassador a official or you know, at that point, is he just doing his job? 
I, you know, I don't know what like, and that's where the story comes in. That's where the story is important. So yeah, I think they should investigate it. I just have a problem with liberals running around like it's a slam dunk that. You know, they, I don't think it's he a, talked with the ambassador, so obviously I don't think liberals are running around like they, it's a slam dunk. I think liberals are running around like it's an investigation, much like right, Benghazi like was an investigation, much Russia like ties. emails were an yeah. investigation. They're investigating, and Trump supporters who like to believe in ideology more than fact like to pretend like that this isn't that this is a witch hunt and all we're saying is, is a witch hunt at this point it's not it's not it's an investigation that you're calling a witch hunt to write it off as not important as soon as they it come is up, important so if they find so the yeah. only way to find evidence is how to investigate, investigate it right, right? So then shut up. Stop complaining about the investigation. <laughs> That's what they should be doing. We're not doing. complaining about the investigation. I think the idea behind it that Democrats come at it like if you don't believe there's Russian ties, then you absolutely 100% Do you think it are, doesn't look shady? I think that you're making it look shadier than it do does. Do you think that everyone forgetting their conversations with Russian officials doesn't look shady? I think that that well, it depends on what it what it is. I don't do you think, think that, that it necessarily like seven looks shady. seven top advisors meeting with Russian officials and forgetting what their meetings but are your about. Russian official look is shady. just the ambassador. Why did they all forget what they talked about? And it's not only the Russian official. Jared Kushner rent, met with sa- sanctioned banks. Jared Kushner is right here, and he is he is only tied to. This is from CNN. He is only tied to the ambassador. No, he, it said later he had a uh, he had a meeting with a Russian bank in December. So unless he so can, so the unless they had the a camp- meeting, oh, no, no, unless he had a meeting in which they discussed going back in time and then colluding against them, <laughs> that makes no damn sense. Okay, no, that's fine. Like, and if if that is the actual timeline of that meeting, I mean, yeah. I'd still and they came out and they went on to say that too that he had a meeting, he had two meetings in December, one with the you'd ambassador, still like and one to, with you'd still Russian like him bank. to remember what was said at that meeting, right? <laughs> if they're under investigation, yeah. then you would like them to remember. I think that both sides, and Democrats, just like it was. BS when Hillary Clinton forgot 38 times about her emails like right. it's BS when when the Trump administration forgets every single meeting they had with people right. from a certain country well, a country who is being accused and has already evidentially which they attacked released, the election which they haven't released they've just said that they haven't shown any Donald evidence. Trump said that Donald Trump did say that but again they have not shown any evidence so you know they um, you know so that's where I, that's where I'm coming from. Is all of these ties that people keep going off about don't look like they have anything. And I the the thing that irritates me is whenever people come in and act like these are slam dunks, when there has already been basically four conclusions drawn from whenever they were investigating them uh, for the phone calls. Obviously, they were looking into them whenever they're going into meetings and whatnot. So they are already spying on the ambassador the russian ambassador mm-hmm. they would know they have those transcripts and apparently there's nothing there that's a conclusion that shows that nothing happened. apparently well depending on who you ask if you ask the um the senate committee investigating it they haven't said anything and they've said more damning things to um to about the about what they're finding than Devin Nunes, who obviously has just like compromised the entire House investigation yeah. of it. Devin I Nunes, I don't think he has compromised it. Devin Again. Nunes, he's compromised the integrity of it. Absolutely. No, even I was watching MSNBC. He even doesn't they even didn't remember who far. let him into the White House to show Donald Trump. Like <laughs> bullshit, man. Right, but even they were like, "This is loose." 
even MSNBC was like, technically he didn't do anything that was wrong. It just makes it look like he's playing for a side. And let's be clear. He is. Let me be clear. <laughs> Everyone is playing for a side at this point. This has become extremely toxic. And there are people, like they said, we'll bring up Evelyn Farkas right now because she's clearly admitted that there are people playing for sides, that they are trying to draw conclusions. So she's another piece of the goddamn Russian puzzle that doesn't make any damn sense. Uh, and what happened with her is basically she came out uh, way early in, in the month of March and basically said that they were trying to leave a trail. It didn't get picked up till weeks later, and then they pretended like it was a slam dunk for Trump saying that they were spying on him, and they weren't. I mean, that needs to just... No, I think that's been thoroughly debunked at yeah. this point, that Obama did not wiretap anybody. None of that happened. Well, I think Trump would even tell you that it was BS with air quotes, so... Um. <laughs> Right. So basically, what? but the whole thing with Evelyn Farkas, uh, and I'll read her, her full comment. This is what she said on MSNBC. Um, let's see here. If I can find it. I just had it. All right, here it is. If it wants to scroll up for me. It's too busy updating Technological hockey scores. problems. <laughs> she said, uh, and this is quoting, I was urging my former colleagues, and frankly speaking, the people on the Hill, get as much information as you can, Farkas said, adding that her big fear was if Trump staffers found out how we knew what we knew about their dot dot dot, the Trump staff dealing with Russia, they would try to compromise these sources and methods, meaning we would no longer have access to the intelligence. And then she later on went and said that they were saying to basically leave a trail. So I became very worried because not enough was coming out into the open, and I knew there was more. We have very good intelligence on Russia, still waiting to see it. So then I had uh, talked to some of my former colleagues, and they knew, uh, and I knew that they were also trying to get help to get information onto the Hill. Mm -hmm. And we know that that uh, couple people that were involved in that on the Republican side were John McCain and Lindsey Graham. Mm -hmm. They were people who were given this intelligence. And to her credit, they are very adamant about this Russia thing. Mm -hmm. At least that they were trying to influence the election, not that, that Trump had any. And that's where I think that's where the overreach to me happens, is that I don't think that there is anything that, well, that connects you, Trump to. Well, only an investigation will tell. I get that you don't think that you don't want to think that either. I just um, don't I haven't seen any evidence. But there, so would why think, would I? Why would I think? Well, that? I mean, it is. What we do know is that they um, mm. they hacked the DNC. To and and there's still no evidence to that. That's what people are saying. Except and I, I for that, your president has already confirmed it. So, so now let's, you're believing Donald Trump. Yeah, let's take him. <laughs> well, you believe him on I every other let, thing. No, so let let's take Donald Trump, the the like 95 percent of the time liar, at his word high. for for one second. I um, say 50 50. There's 50 percent of the stuff he says is I, bullshit. I think the other percent way is, Donald, has a kernel of truth. I think the only way Donald Trump comes out and admits that there was something with the DNC is because he knows if he doesn't, he'll get caught up in it. So yeah. I just I don't buy that Russian hackers are dumb enough to leave a trail. And then whenever you have Evelyn Fark is saying that they literally the people in the on Obama how good our intelligence is too, literally though. said, let's leave a trail. Like, first off, when did the D the Democrats suddenly become the Riddler? Like, let's leave a trail and then have them figure it out. Probably like, if you somewhere around the Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid time. <laughs> um... Right. If you have slam dunk intelligence, why the fuck aren't you releasing it on WikiLeaks? Why aren't you leaking it that way? So you've got 
And uh, obviously we can't trust. Um, but as a guy who already said that you think the process should have happened, then how process? the process of if you think this guy is um, working mm-hmm. in collusion with another country, tap him. Absolutely. Uh, then why do you have an issue with the trail being left so that people can find there, it? There's a very big difference between people leaving a trail because you're clearly playing a side. You are leaving breadcrumbs to a conclusion well, that you yeah. like well, rather are than you, just letting Are you the naive in, enough to think that, that the two sides are working together? Like, they're not... They're like, supposed to be. So that's the issue I have, is that you've got Devin Nunes, who's obviously playing for the like Donald Trump side. You act like there shouldn't be an opposition party after your party played opposition for eight years and without I, doing anything. I condemn them for, for playing the, those politics as well, but I have an issue with, the intel, with people in the administration leaving breadcrumbs to a conclusion that they like more so than just let then trusting the investigation. I have an issue with Devin Nunes coming up and giving the White House intelligence over other things. Does that necessarily mean that they're doing anything wrong? No, they're playing politics, mm-hmm. but that's toxic. And I have an issue with it. Yeah. So, but I don't, I, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, well, that totally definitely means that this happened. It doesn't look like it happened. If something comes out that, that proves it does, I'm on board with it. But until then, you're going to need to do better. You're going to need to show me something solid. Well, you can't, you can't be... Um, Showing that people had meetings with an ambassador, well, fucking duh. Well, you can't ask for evidence. <laughs> you can't ask, show me evidence, and say, but this investigation is BS. Like I never me- said it was. I just have an issue with the fact that they're leaving breadcrumbs. It looks shady that they're trying to, to, to get people to reach a conclusion that they left. I have a, I personally, and like well, I can said— Can they leave breadcrumbs that aren't there? I think so. I think that you can leave. Well, leave. Then, then that goes into conspiracy theory territory. Well, let's look at the facts here. The Vault 7 came out that said that the uh, CIA definitely does and uses tactics where they hack other countries and leave breadcrumbs to make it look like other countries. Then you have the Russian hackers that come in and magically leave a trail behind, which doesn't make any damn sense to me. If the Russians are very sophisticated in their hacking, just like the United States are. How could they leave breadcrumbs behind? That doesn't make any sense. To well, me. it, it, then and it then comes you have, down to technology then you and have intelligence. Evelyn Farkas coming out saying we did leave a trail. All and then they, the, apparently they can't find any evidence, any solid evidence that it happened. I, I and you have uh, what's his name, um, the dude who runs WikiLeaks. What's his name? Uh, Julian Julian Assange saying this was a leak. This has this did not come from Russians. Yeah, because He's his his that. word is trustworthy. So you're just ignoring everything that makes it look like there's nothing here and just saying, well, trust me, there is. Uh, no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is investigate anything that looks nefarious. And I would say that whether it was Republicans or Democrats, right. if you want to investigate why Claire McCaskill forgot her meeting with Russians, do that. <laughs> Claire McCaskill has done nothing good except crawl out from whatever rock she's under she like whenever troll, it's convenient to, for a soundbite. <laughs> Gotta to, pay the troll toll. <laughs> to, to, keep her, to keep herself employed as, as a government employee. Right. Um, so now, if, you want to, if you want to attack Chuck Schumer for having a bagel with a Russian ambassador at a gas station like that's fine investigate it i bet there's not a whole lot there um right but you know but that's different i but investigate the donut or the bagel (laughs) (laughs) we're investigating inanimate objects just do it investigate the bagel and investigate (laughs) the the ties with russian banks and ties with russian ambassadors i don't think there's a problem with that i have a feeling that you'll find less with the bagel at 7-eleven than you will find in russia here's my question you know what they're trying to find no i don't because they're trying trying to to make ties that the russians colluded with trump to rig the election and i don't think that's true and I don't think investigating them saying, oh, look, he talked to a bank. 
whoop de fucking do. Everyone does that. Okay. In the Hillary administration, but you the have same to thing. have the investigation to find out what the conversations were. So until the until we actually know what these meetings, these forgotten meetings were about, <laughs> then we can't say one way or another whether there was actual collusion with Donald Trump and Russia over the election. So all I'm saying is that it looks very shady. Um, and I would say that, you know, investigate it. And if nothing comes back at the end of the investigation, we're in the middle of the investigation. As we know, I'm, investigations go on for years. Yeah, so, I'm fine with that. But will you admit that this has become the political Malaysia Flight 800, where they're doing an investigation. I will admit. There is no evidence, and yet somehow it's this, the first story, new story every single time. To, it, it, I wouldn't call it the Malaysian Flight 800. Breaking news. There's no news. And I think it was flight. <laughs> like, I think it was what flight 700, by the way. I don't know. I think it was T- fl- Malaysia TWA flight 800. 800. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't think that's what, right. What fake news. I would say is I would equate Goddamn this to news. emails, and I would equate this to Benghazi. Um, uh, I, I would when, equate it to Benghazi. I wouldn't equate it to Benghazi, emails. The emails were the were were a slam dunk. Like they were, they came out and said this is exactly what they were doing, and it showed some some bad shit. Okay, that's fine. So, when Benghazi came out, what did I call it? I called it Republican called, porn. Yeah, that's what I called it. And so what I would and say, I disagreed, but I didn't have any evidence what I would to say back it up. So I let this, it go. I would say that this is probably Democrat porn. Thank um, you. At least admit that. I, I would say that, but. In saying that, that doesn't mean not, that nothing's there. And in, and I would like to see what's there. So I would like the investigation That's to fine. go as long as it has I, I, to. I think it is... looks shady. And so because it looks shady, continue to investigate these guys. And if nothing comes out, then I will happily tell you it is over and nothing right. came out, nothing came of it. But until I know and until we know what those meetings were about that everybody forgot, which is Keep in mind, that's the issue. That's what makes it look like a cover-up. <laughs> the fact that none of these guys know what they talked about makes right. it look like a cover-up. So it's their own fault that I'm this is on going now, on. What are, now, a lot of the times they say, well, we're hesitant to give information because we think it's a witch hunt and that they're going to blow things out of proportion. That, no, that's bullshit. And if you're really? if you're innocent, then who cares if it's a witch hunt? Make the Democrats look the stupid. Are, it's no smoke without fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, here no, here's what I'm saying. Like if if you're innocent, then expose it as a witch hunt. You have nothing to hide. Right. So give them everything. The, nobody need you don't need immunity. Acting, you are. don't need uh yeah. You know, uh, see you're innocent. So all it's going to do when it comes out is it's going to make Democrats yeah, look like go, dumbasses. I want to go on record here and say I don't think Michael Flynn is innocent. I, I don't think, think the Trump they, administration they, is innocent. I think they're innocent. I think, I think two years from Flynn now, have... you will be on the show apologizing for the fact that your guy <laughs> didn't even win the presidency. Oh, that's um, not even close to true. So well, that's, let, let's just break that down real quick, because that's something that liberals are saying that makes zero sense. So first off, no one is saying that. All the intelligence community has come out and said they that it may be Russia released some of the emails, and it might have influenced, but in no way... Did they hack the election? It's almost impossible because right. the states no, run each I, state I, runs it differently. I'm not sitting over here. So unless here, you're claiming that the, the American people didn't vote for Donald Trump, no, which they did. The, yeah, that's fine. Then, he did, then they, somehow he didn't. But win the they election. did based on a rigged election system. They How? did based on information that was strategically dropped. That was true. So okay. in other words, they found out the truth and they didn't agree with it, and they they voted for another guy. That's all of politics. All right. that, that's what they're trying to do now. That's fair. So, um, 
I don't know. But with that, here's here's what I'll say. Like, your guy probably didn't win without help from the Russians, which is Russian collusion, which is treason, it's which is collusion. impeachment. So it's not collusion. If there's two sides don't aren't communicating with each other and aren't but working together, but that's what the investigation will prove or not. And if they were working together, you would have to agree that that is an impeachable offense. If if you find out that Donald Trump was calling Vladimir Putin, he was like, "Yeah, man." I bet you there's stuff in that in that DNC email. Or hackers. Hack it? it doesn't have to be do it doesn't have to be Vladimir Putin. It can be Russian hackers. Right. Well, that's what that they were talking saying. to Trump advisors. You that's realize what, that. That's what the intelligence community was saying is that these guys could not have done this without Vladimir Putin's sign off on doing it, which would directly link Vladimir Putin to them. I'm not looking for Vladimir Putin to be linked. I'm looking for the Trump administration talking to Russian hackers. That's it, and that's enough to to impeach, right? Go. I would I would say that if it, if it's, you get slam dunk evidence that they had it and they tried to right, well that's what they're burn, looking for. They tried to smash their phones with hammers and they tried to you know, hide on the dark web, do all of those things. Then fine, I don't think it's going to happen because, like I said, we've got the narrative. So where... let's say this then. Let's pretend for a minute that in, are you making uh, a dinosaur with your hand here? What yes, is this? I am. Let's <laughs> pretend that um, that that does come out. Okay, let's, let, <laughs> let's jump into the future and let's say that there actually right. was collusion between the Trump administration and some entity. Of course, we come it, up with it, a hypothetical it, that proves you right. Okay. <laughs> so, do you does Mike Pence take over, or do you have a new election? I think it would have to to figure out. No, because you have to go with with it. Like you'd really have to prove that every single person was involved. And no, you wouldn't. You'd have to prove that Donald Trump knew that hackers were going to drop shit before the election. That's all you would have to prove. Well, let's go back to Watergate because Watergate showed that Nixon himself was the guy who told them to go in and right. start sabotaging things, and he's the only one who lost his job. So if you or got impeached and whatnot, uh huh, or had right, on whatever, it yeah. Was. But here's the th- well, so I, yeah. I, I mean, it, you know what I mean? Like I you can't just kick everyone, every Republican out, and be like, "Well, so let's start over." Like, no, you have to go through the channels. We have a, a very set thing. And the, I, it's funny because yeah, but I think the difference. I, I feel like the difference there though is that was in that was in um, Nixon's re-election. So Nixon and and that administration had already established themselves as the government then nixon did something bad at the point that this happened the trump administration wasn't the government none of those guys were part of the government so if it is so it goes back to obama so no i don't think (laughs) it would go back to obama i think it would go to a special election and i don't think hillary clinton should be a part of that (laughs) 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 but i think that like it wouldn't be unreasonable to hold a special election um i would have to Again, super hypothetical. Yeah, a little bit. And, like, I don't I think this don't. is going to happen. I don't think even if he gets impeached. Like, I think it'd be kind of like a Clinton thing where he gets impeached and doesn't leave office. Well, but he probably wouldn't win too, re-election. He's got to get Congress on board with the impeachment if they're going to try to impeach him. And he's made the Freedom Caucus his enemy right now. Well, and, and I don't think. Well, I don't think. Here's idea. the thing, though. If if there's if there is, um, I don't think that they'd ever if let. If there's him get absolute peaceful. evidence that there was collusion between the Trump administration and Russia, it's not going to be hard to get Republicans to call for impeachment no. because they have to save their jobs. So yeah. that you can't. I I don't care if you're Ted Cruz or if you're Jeb Bush oh, or God. if you're Marco Rubio <laughs> or if you're John Kasich or if you're. Uh, I think Mike. Pence 
Pence. John Kasich's not like I don't think Mike Pence because of his position now, but I think Mike Pence as what was he a governor or something? Yes. Uh, I think those guys would call like people that work with Trump right now. If they weren't working with Trump right now, would call for him to step down to resign if there was that evidence. If there was that evidence, I don't think. And I think they would have to. I think they would have to call for that because, like, what the hell? You're going to stand by and then lose your next election because you were like. No, that's you know fine. what? No, cheating's fine. Like that's fine. You can't say that on the record. Like right. there are cameras, dude. Well, you... I don't know because we saw that Hillary Clinton did cheat, and there was a shit ton of Democrats that stood behind her. Well, and you know, so you don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, no, I I get it, but I think that that again is different because those. I think the Democrats. The, the only even, difference is that she the, was caught cheating. I think even <laughs> and, the, the Democrats and he was not caught. Cheating. I think the Democrats that stood behind Hillary Clinton, though did it reluctantly to stand against, against Donald, Trump, Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. Because I think that it depends it, on, if on, the, if they didn't rig that primary and it had Bernie Sanders been the candidate, we're not talking about this right now because Bernie Sanders is president. I would agree, but I would be weary to Just, say it like that. Cause I heard you saying that throughout the entire election that like, no, trust me, it's Hillary. Trust it's Hillary. Yeah. Hillary, I mean, all of that. no, I thought so we don't know if they could, he could have found something on Bernie, I too. Just, I just think that Bernie Sanders' crowd was much larger and much yeah. more passionate than Donald Trump's crowd. Well, and let's be honest. If the Democrats are smart in 2020, they're either going to run Bernie Sanders or they're going to run— They're not going to run Bernie Sanders. Or they're going to run a Cory Booker or someone. They have to have the black vote, and they lost it this time around. They need I to go that route. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Cory Booker. Cory um, Booker or someone of, like him or an African-American What do you female. mean, like him? Dark. <laughs> black skinned person. Racist. They need the Racist black alert. vote. They need the black vote. I'm not. I'm just being honest. No, here. I, I'm. They lost because they didn't have the black vote. I. I. They would. replaced Barack Obama, a charismatic young black man, with an old white woman who was caught cheating. Yeah. Don't do that, and you might win. No, I. I don't disagree with you. Um, yeah. I think that if we're playing I, politics on it, which it is politics. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree. I but I don't think that Bernie Sanders will be their pick. I think Bernie is done now. I don't and think, I think he, Bernie he should still be has done a lot now. of support. I think Bernie should be done now because like a lot of his supporters, yourself included, yeah. I was ship. a big Bernie Sanders supporter, and then I abandoned ship just because he basically thanked the DNC for butt fucking him, and I got an issue with that. Like yeah. I didn't like that, and so that irritated me. So I don't uh, know. Plus, I looked into his policy a little bit more, and uh, you know, this everything re- that I told you about it was right. No, it's not sustainable. I liked his policies. <laughs> the problem is, is, you have to have A, B, C, D, you know, the whole thing for it to work. And if anything, we've seen that even now with a supermajority in. Donald Trump, he still can't get what he wants right. to get done. So I don't think that it's going to – I think that the Congress right now is just toxic and that there's there's literally nothing that is ever going to get think, done. And I unless, think that – I think it's going to be like that for a while, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, the problem is everyone's a fucking crybaby, and you've got Republicans that played crybaby for – and let's be honest. These Democrats who are the opposition party, who are just saying no to everything, Russia connection, they're spending so much time – circle jerking over Russian files that they're not coming up with anything. So if they come into power, they're not going to have a solution either. Right. No, I, I haven't seen it. I don't disagree with you. And it's going to be the same thing all over again. Yep. I, I think that that's where politics has gotten, unfortunately. And right. I hope that at least by 2020, hopefully in like two election <laughs> cycles, that like some kind of moderate middle comes back. And it's not going to happen. I, I mean, dude, the, not with Donald Trump, and then whoever they pick is going to be running against Donald Trump, so it's going to stay just as polarized. Compromise shouldn't be a foreign 
word yeah. to these people like and and that's that's a problem that we have with congress so anyway i don't know i guess to wrap up on michael flynn he did it he's guilty <laughs> <laughs> they all did it <laughs> um, everybody's guilty but <laughs> right no so i mean we'll see what the investigation brings it, it won't be we'll this see. is I something we'll so be, done with the russia thing. this is something like, that we will be talking about though as developments come out it for they need to be real prob- developments, or I'm not, for, or I'm done talking about probably it. Probably for a couple of years, because I don't we'll see, see if an it's a real development. But I don't want breaking news. There is no news, and then now we're supposed to talk about the no news. This right. Day. Well, I would say that immunity is news. Immunity so, is news. So, but we'll see what happens we'll, with it. Yeah. Nothing's happened yet. So, so. We'll, we'll see what comes out with it. But anyway, I think yep. that's a good place. I think so. Crime is definitely on the rise on all of these countries that have introduced a lot of these refugees and, and taken. If in you actually look at the refugee communities, they're absolutely not. So, um, and I will. You're gonna have to cite uh, it, man, because I'm seeing nothing but a little too common these days. That there's another attack. Yeah, it, um, it's actually not, and I will point that out in uh, on next week's episode at the start okay. of the show. All right, so as we uh, as we discussed last week um, in the episode that didn't totally easily get put up on the internet, um, <laughs> we know we discussed it. The uh, we we said that we would talk about crime statistics. Um, I had made. We had made comments that you've heard us make a couple times on the show where um, Mitch will cite that there is a, that there's a rise in crime statistics, which I think the right cites it as far as a European problem um, with with crime. And what I had said was that if we look that the Republicans like to cite Germany and Sweden um, as having these huge problems and they're actually the two safest countries in Europe. So Mitch and I took some time over the week to figure out um to actually look at some statistics and i guess we'll go into that now all right so basically uh the two that we really looked at were germany and well mostly sweden mostly was, sweden. was basically what we did um and previously i had stated that crime was on the rise in these countries um i think your stance was that it that it it wasn't that maybe it, it was, but the my, about maybe. my argument was that if you take uh, a population and you increase it, obviously crime is going to go up. That was as, my argument. As long as it's proportional, <laughs> it's not really a it's not a rise in crime based on like you're not, you don't have a refugee problem when you add if you have a room full of a hundred people and then you add two hundred more people to right. it, then I think there's definitely the a, amount of bad people should probably go up. Too. Yeah, you would say in theory, but I, I think there definitely still would be a um, refugee crisis. So, but let's go into exactly what we read, and then we'll go into to more of our broader thoughts. Okay. Um. So a big portion. Um. I read. We we looked at two two articles. Uh. A, a, I guess a, if you want to call Politifact a left leaning, and then the National Review. <laughs> it's, a, it's not though. Politifact is pretty is pretty good. It is. I would say so. National Review leans is more of a conservative, although I think the article was was, yeah, was pretty done fair. really well. It still has a little bit of a bias, and it conflicts with 
um, it conflicts with actual numbers that right. I found from PolitiFact. So we'll go into most of what they, those two first. things agreed with each other. And one thing they agreed on was that it looks like as a whole, Europe is going down in crime. Now the problem I have is that they pulled a lot of this from 2005, right? And, and even some of it from 1990, which I don't like. Yeah. That I don't necessarily like jumping back 20 years to prove your <laughs> statistics. I mean, right. But if you look at the more recent years, um, I would still say that that's probably right. the case. You know, they looked so. at homicides, and it looks like regardless of immigrant time frame, previous time frame, that homicides are down. Yeah. Um, so I think that that – and both both of those different articles agreed with, uh, with that aspect of it, which I think does bring in a whole gun – control and everything type of argument that you could make for it saying hey who would have thought less guns means less deaths right so and i do think that there that there's some validation to that i just don't think it's ever going to happen in the u.s no i don't think it is going to i don't necessarily think that it should we are Um, yeah because that's just not the you know what i mean no built into our but i mean evidence is evidence bros so (laughs) um right so this one really focused a lot on the uh homicide rate it went on to say that crime was on the increase, though, that there was homicides that was down. Um, it showed crime on the increase property, between the years uh, 2005 and 2015, right. a 10-year span. But it also showed crime on a, a decrease in crime right. from 14 through 16. And it made the claim that a lot of the crime is underreported by the government. So it, it went it into made a, kind of— It makes a claim. That, it does make a claim, yeah. But I don't know that— <sighs> That's hard it, to, it to, seems to look very, at the same as the Russian The way thing, that like they it. worded it, and if you find it in the article, you can read it to us, but I think that um, the way that it was worded sounded very opinionated to me, and I would like to see some actual evidence that the government isn't, because <laughs> on the contrary, I found statistics that were reported, so mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't necessarily buy into that, oh, they're fudging the numbers because well they, they also feel did bad compare for it to chicago and i was like <laughs> so go ahead and go ahead and read from the national review well i don't even have it pulled up here the actual spot where it's supposed to be at this is good radio <laughs> putting, <laughs> right putting someone on the spot like that let's see here okay so i'll, I'll read this part right here uh da, 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 da. refugees who arrived during the migration crisis are too few in number to explain much of swedish crime trends Sweden's crime-heavy immigrant neighborhoods emerge gradually through the accumulation accumulated effects of many decades of immigration. So right off the bat, it says that, like, yeah, there might be a problem, but this has been a long time coming. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the refugees. It was probably just exacerbated by the refugees. Well, and, I mean, to um, we'll go into it in a minute or two, but I, based on numbers that from PolitiFact, it would look like at the height of the immigration, the refugee immigration, crime has gone mm-hmm. down. So Yeah, you have to read the exact quote there. Uh, Several types of crime, such as gang shootings, arson, and sexual assault, have increased in Sweden. Now, sexual assault was brought up in PolitiFact as being decreased in by pretty right. significant. So if you want to find in those fact, numbers, I think it was 18,000 to 5,000 is what they were claiming on top of of there being inflated ways of reporting it. Right. Um, it basically meant if she didn't say no and didn't show any signs of not wanting the sex and then afterwards decided it was a rape. Right. Those were included. So basically it says in general crime statistics, 
in general, crime statistics have gone down in the last few years, and there's no evidence to suggest that new waves of immigration has led to increased crime. Generally, there is a certain overrepresentation of people with immigrant background in crime statistics, but that tends to be closely related to high levels of unemployment, poverty, exclusion, low language, exactly. and other skills. Um, both articles would claim that. Swedes with this, these characteristics are also overrepresented in crime statistics. Um, if we look at if we look specifically at sex offended sex offenses, which is what Fox News and Republicans like to cite a lot in right. their arguments about crime going up in in Europe, um, there were eighteen thousand one hundred sex offenses reported to police in two thousand fifteen, down eleven percent from two thousand fourteen, according to according to the Swedish National Council for Crime Prevention. Um, the numbers of rapes reported decreased twelve percent between. 14 and 15 to 5,920, the agency reported. The council noted that in Sweden, when a single case is reported, every incident associated with the case is also reported as an offense during the same year, which mm -hmm. to me would only overinflate the number. So with the number dropping so dramatically, it would seem that it would have dropped even more. Right. It, um, does, it does seem that way. Let me... So the amount of reported rape offenses has gone up in the in the 10 years between 2006 and 2015, but again has gone down right. since And that would be 14. another inflator that they're, they're actually reporting right. it more. So, um, which the agency said can be partially attributed to new legislation in 2005 that augmented the types of acts that can be classified as rape, which is what you were just talking right. about. The effect of the statutory change appeared in the statistics such, such that the number of reported offenses in respect of sexual co coercion and exploitation declined in the years immediately following the statutory change while the number of reported rapes increased. According to the agency, um, in 2013, a rape offense was broadened to include cases where the victims reacted passively. That's so, I mean, I by that definition, no, Donald and... Trump is probably <laughs> uh, treading thin water there. Uh, yeah, I don't um, know. Joe Biden with his touchy hand. <laughs> right. <you> know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a slippery slope on that front. Now, let me just read what the um, National Review said, because it contradicts that, so... We need to try to figure out which one's actually right. It says the Washington Post, they're calling them out. Uh, the Washington Post cites criminologist Felipe Estrada Dornier in which, quotes, overall, Sweden's average crime rate has fallen in recent years, Dornier said. That drop has been observed for cases with lethal violence and sexual assaults. So he was citing that the sexual assaults has decreased. But the associated graph shown by the Washington Post appears to confirm this picture for recent years, which data based on the self-reported NTU survey of crime victimization uh, cited. This is either incompetence or manipulation. The text in the Washington Post discusses sexual assault, which spikes uh, recently in Sweden and the NTU survey. The graph instead displays instances of assault, a non-sexual crime. Right. So they're claiming that it's going up. Well, they're claiming that the Washington Post is misleading. With is its. misleading, and I. They're, they're basing that off of the fact that they're saying the NTU survey shows that sexual assault is right. Up. And I'm not disputing with the National Review whether or not yeah. the Washington Post. I haven't read the Washington Post article, but I'm if the National the Review is is <laughs> correct, which I wouldn't. In this case, I wouldn't doubt. Um, then yeah, the Washington Post is being misleading. Right. But at the end of the day. The Republican argument that, oh, we need to strengthen our borders because of the prob because we don't want the problem in Europe 
to happen right. here, there is none. The problem in Europe is crime is going down. That's a problem we want to have. So, See, and then here's here's my problem with that. Well, first off, and like I said, apparently they're claiming the NTU survey shows the opposite. That shows that sexual assault is going up. They're the, claiming that the, this one said the Politifact or was it? Poli, was it yeah. Politifact? Yeah, claims that sexual assault is going down pretty dramatically. So right. there's conflicting reports. But they're not even. They're the only thing the National Review is saying is that the they're not giving you any numbers. They're yeah, saying so sexual assaults with, yeah, they don't, which spiked and recently in Sweden. That in the there are survey. no numbers that, well, the survey most, that most likely hard, would show you. They're saying it's hard to trace them because yada, yada, yada. Well, based on what, We've yeah, looked yeah, at yeah. from well, you read it already. Do I, I need read to it. say it again? <laughs> <laughs> so, right. the, but based on the numbers that Politifact is fi- is pulling from agencies in yeah. Sweden like specifically, to... it looks like the National Review and the argument that crime is going up, right. especially in relation to sexual assaults, is wrong. I'd like to see where they get their numbers as well. Like, I'd have to look into the NTU survey. Well, they, they would say reported cases, so I would assume... Well, and they said reported the cases to I the guess. police. Yeah. Um, so... To the police. Now, of course, the National Review claims that those are being manipulated by the government officials. So... But that's that puts you kind of into conspiracy theory territory. No, both, that, both are making claims and both are, you know what I mean? Well, one is claiming numbers and one is claiming that the numbers <laughs> don't exist. So right. Well, they just didn't go into I'm to gonna, state the exact I'm going to look at those statistics and say until right. somebody shows me different statistics, these are the statistics. The same problem we were having at Germany. Um, the, basically, they were trying to say the same thing, but they kept saying they didn't haven't taken numbers since 2005, which shows that crime has decreased quite a bit. So it's the same thing in in Germany. Basically, officially, it looks like crime has gone down, but they're using this 2005 standard, which I don't like. Right. I don't like that either. Based on – and so I won't speak so much to Germany because – just because I, I don't know I haven't actually pulled numbers it seems like no one knows on either of these countries where like they, there's it conflicting seems, reports and it seems like based on at least what the Swedish government is putting out we know that right. crime especially know. in relation it's being reported it's being reported the the Swedish government claims so unless you're unless you're presenting evidence Do you that think our government lies yeah, I think every government <laughs> so, lies. That's, I don't see why they couldn't do the same fine. thing. That's fine. I don't know what benefit they have from lying, especially... Why does Sean Spicer uh, come out and say that his butthole's purple? I don't okay. know why. I don't... <laughs> but yeah, does. but honestly, what benefit do they have in lying in this instance? Especially well, since they they they've, already in stre- they've already strengthened border... Um, border regulations and, and rules in Sweden because they that did to, allow... To my point is, how much do you have to trust the population? Because I'm hearing reports that the population is saying that crime has increased since the migrant crisis. Right, and but the population Europe in America is, is saying that the... that We're not talking about... Well, we don't want to just have... Our economy is not great, so we don't want to just have look, a lot of people it, come in that can't get jobs. It and doesn't... Then gonna it, to me, it's not unreasonable that the Swedish public, much like the American public, would be a, like afraid of brown people like that's why you want to paint it that's not what it's about it's about the fact that our economy itself isn't doing well we shouldn't be just bringing in a bunch of people first off we want them to stay in their own country we want to go into syria create a safe zone and let them stay in their own country they don't and what republicans actually mean by stay in their own country is stay (laughs) out of our country yes it Uh, does because our country is having problems at the moment anyway and we see that in these other countries they increase a lot of them and they're not finding work and that both articles were very 
they were in agreement with the fact that these countries are coming in and in the, the German survey, and I'll post this in the links in the German survey, it basically said um, that they're not harming the German workers. They're not taking their jobs so that they're not harming them that way. However, they have very, very, very low employment rate. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? That means they're going to have to live off of the government. They're going to have to live off those social programs in Sweden and Germany, which are very much more lax and abundant than ours. Mm-hmm. And what, how long does that last? You can't just bring in a population with the economy that's not there. And already in America, there are not enough jobs for us. Mm-hmm. Why should we bring in a bunch of refugees who should don't even want to leave their own country? It's only going to hurt our economy. Well, you, Republicans don't like the answer, but it's ethics and it's humanitarian reasons. I understand so, that, but there's a, a more humane option, which is just put your goddamn boots on the ground, police the place that we already were trying you to call that a humane option. But that's also like let's screw the hum- whether or not it's humane, which I think liberals and conservatives would disagree with. We don't want children but to die. He, <laughs> so here's, that's, here's, that's humane. Here's the thing. Um, it's uh, that also takes an economic toll. So while you're not allowing people into the country because the argument is that they they're just going to be poor and they're going to have to live off the government, Most then you're also going to have to spend way more money policing the world, which is not going to be popular with liberals or probably most conservatives at this point. Because now, look, nobody's going to disagree that ISIS needs to be taken care yeah. of. Absolutely, ISIS should be taken care of. They should be eradicated. I'm not. I'm not going to be uh, a peace, love, and harmony guy on this <laughs> um, because ISIS is they're bad guys, and yeah, we should wipe them out. But the, here's the thing: once we do, the next one pops up. Al Qaeda was That's the fight you of have the 2000. Shop, and you have to stay in that the region. Takes that costs. Yes, it does. That costs. And but that's the point of our and milk. Guess and what, the other and guess thing. what you can't do? You can't fund that by cutting the point zero zero two percent of the budget that PBS Foreign gets. Affair. Yeah, I know. That, that, um, that's obvious. That's obvious. The, the big issue is the, uh, what do you call it? social programs that they have deemed are uncuttable in the budget. So 71% of the budget you can't touch. That's fucked, which is why Republicans are trying to change that. So that, there's a lot of money there that could be used. We just need to find better ways to use it. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is, a lot of the times liberals don't look at it like, if we're not there, guess who fills that spot? Russia. Russia or China. Yeah, and That's guess what? Happen. Guess what? If we are there under, under this administration, guess who fills that spot? Russia. <laughs> That's not true. So you tell know, me what Russia has gained. List me one thing that Russia Russia's has gained. Russia's not going to gain anything. Since and Donald actually, Trump and actually, our relationship with Russia is going to get worse because of this investigation. Because Donald Trump can't do anything right now with Russia because he's under a I don't microscope. Know why Democrats want us to have such a bad relationship with Russia. We don't want to have a bad Seems relationship. Like no, 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 no. Nobody wants to have a bad relationship with Russia. Democrats just aren't naive enough to think that this is the guy <laughs> who's going to get it done. Bill. Clinton Clinton couldn't get it done. We are supposed to be the ones to get it done. We're supposed to come in there and and set up shop and keep the Russians out of all of these big areas. We've never had a president be able to get anything done with Russia. And Putin, who who wants to restore... (laughs) You know I'm right. (laughs) Putin, who wants to restore the USSR, which is not in America's interest whatsoever, is not the guy who's going to work with us. He's not. So, well, like I said, we can for And if that's not evident by the hacking of the DNC and the strategic <laughs> leaks on Hillary Clinton's campaign, um, then well, I don't alleged. know what is. So, yeah. again, Brandon loves to talk about Russia, 
alleged so alleged back. by Donald Trump. <laughs> so, but regardless, when it comes to the crime here, I think that the fact of the matter is, is all these guys don't have jobs. I think both things made that claim that they have a very low employment rate. I think that there is a direct correlation between poverty and crime. So whether it's being reported or not, I think that if you increase pe- uh, area with people who don't have jobs, they're either going to have to drain off of the, the welfare system, which is paid for by the taxpayers, or they're going to, to have to steal to stay alive and do things, which is obvious. I mean, you're not going to let your kids starve. But the, crime, go but the crime statistics don't reflect that. Well, there's conflicting reports, so we don't know well, exactly. Well, one report, again, gives no numbers. So <laughs> I'm going to go with At the report. The survey, so we haven't read the survey. <laughs> I'm going to go with the report that has numbers. Um, right. It has numbers. It doesn't list where it got it from. but Yes, it does. Where? It lists all over the place. What are you talking about? Did it say about? the exact survey that – that all everything was based off of. Are we talking about Germany or Sweden? Sweden okay. or or Germany, which, whichever one. Uh, like I, said, I think I think that you have to take the people at face value. After a while, this whole population, you've seen all of Europe go conservative. I don't think they're doing that just because they've decided to. Like they've decided to all become you racist haven't seen out of all, nowhere. You haven't seen all of what did most what of just Europe. happened in Holland. We don't. They. Put up more border security. They got people in there to close the borders. Right, but they're they, doing didn't, all of these they didn't things. elect the London Nazi. Is, London is, well, uh, Gert. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I would. I, he I would, was really extreme. I will predict, which I don't have a good history of it since 2016 started, <laughs> um, but I will predict that France doesn't either. I think uh, Marine Le Pen will win. I think so, she, I think absolutely she will win. Sweet, At least in my opinion. By the we'll way, see. Swedish Council for Crime Prevention was one of the um was So the government. One of right. So I mean if you go down the, the They're listing the government, the other one is listing a route. a survey. So we'd have to look and see if they were partisan or not. Right. But so, the claim is that the government is partisan. And I think that looking at our own government, that's Again, not a far-fetched it's a very, claim. It's a it very opinionated partisan. claim. And we'll post links to both articles. Uh, yeah, and everyone can read through them the and comments. make their own mind up uh, right. after they've read them. So, But I would say that as for now, I mean, yeah, there is there are conflicting reports. But based on what we can see at the moment, it appears that crime has gone down in Europe. Okay. Do you doubt that it could have gone up due to poverty? I don't. Here's I've the, heard you say that you think, think that, that crime is directly linked to poverty as well. Yeah, I have. So here's what I will say uh, again: that if you add a hundred, pe- if there's a room full of a hundred people and twenty five of them are, are Nazis, are poor, <laughs> are poor, and you add another hundred people and twenty six of them or twenty five of them are poor, then right. yeah, it, it's, poor. it's going like your number is increasing, but it's not increasing disproportionately. You're adding So you think people. That countries that want to stop so, that from happening are they automatically racist or do they have any no, any no I don't think they're automatically to no, maybe I don't, not and, and I don't think that we're arguing whether or not they're racist. We're arguing whether or not the Republican argument that there is a problem in Europe with mm-hmm. crime as a result of refugees, whether or not it's right. And as far as we can tell, it's not. We'll see. Like so, I said, there's conflicting reports, so we'd have to, to really look into it and it doesn't look like a lot of places are actually reporting. So, where and it's at. throughout the next, as we continue to look into this, we will drop links on the Facebook page and links to Twitter and all this stuff as well, so that you know we can, because I like this topic. This is a fun topic yeah. to investigate. Well, it's um, a complex topic too. There's so, always going to be things that go up. Like I said, how much size go down? Right. But maybe this went up, and we'd have to see. I think that when it comes to this, is just me projecting my own opinion. When I think it comes to poverty, I would think that theft. 
I would think that um, assaults, you know, with their with their muggings and stuff, would go up. Now, ironically, they they noticed that pr- uh, property. Uh, damages and stuff like that went down. Mm-hmm. And if you read the Quran, they're very big about property rights. Yeah. So I think that that, that might have a correlation. I don't know. Some Muslims came into town and started cleaning shit up. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. So I will clean this. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but I, yeah, so at least for now, I think that's a good place to, to leave it. We'll, we'll I think keep... it's definitely, I don't think the, the book is closed. I don't, I don't it think is it not. is either. I just think that, I think that both, PolitiFact and National Review do a good job of stating that that both sides kind of sensationalize their their point. Yeah, on that this. was a big, that was a good, um, big point. And and the National Review did a very good job in calling Fox out and saying, "Look, you know, while you're claiming that it's a huge problem, it's not as huge as you're making it seem." And I think right. that that's important to remember. So when and and that was kind of my point last week when I made the the rash claim that you <laughs> that you were wrong um was that it, it's not so much about is there is there going to be a slight increase i would think there was but i think that it's over sensationalized right. and i think that reaching for that to be right. a reason for it, it it's I just it's not that, as big of a problem as as yeah and i think but i think that a lot of times liberals conflate what conservatives actually want to do and what we were saying is that we don't want to just bring in people whenever our economy can't sustain them. When there aren't jobs for them, they're probably not going to have their refugees. So they don't have a lot of money. They're not bringing anything to but, them. But and they're keep just going to get off the system. And it, we think that there's a better way but, to do it. But keep in mind, too, that And then when, they say, racist. You're racist. Oh, no, here's the thing. <laughs> when Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani have a conversation and Donald Trump says to Rudy Giuliani, find a way to make this Muslim ban legal. Allegedly. Then... He's making his own bed for what now when you well, start perceived right yeah, I get so it. when you now implement a a a um a ban a, ban. a temporary ban or try to failed two failed attempts <laughs> but you try to to do that then you know people start asking why and you don't make i think you have a smart argument economically like i don't think that your argument is a bad argument right. i think that donald trump makes his own bed when he ma- when he says stupid He's things not a good speaker. and now not a good it's easy for people like the elizabeth warren crowd to go angry chipmunk it is racist because and that's what and look I'm not if you like Elizabeth Warren that's your own thing that's your I, own problem I'm, I don't like Elizabeth I'm Warren. not a huge fan <laughs> of Elizabeth Warren but Elizabeth Warren is the person that would go racist that's racist because right. blah 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 and so I don't like that jumping to racism but when you say dumb things and then your temporary ban only affects certain Muslim countries, but the ones with money that have killed us in the past right. are free to kill as There's many of us as There's lots of other Muslim countries that don't have money that are not affected. Like, so I just think that, like, when you when you do that dumb stuff, then it opens up, it opens, it, it puts you under a microscope. Plus, and, politics are toxic right now, and they're just going to go for the worst right. thing they can think so of. It, so <laughs> it makes it, it makes it, I think, important to look at when one side is making an argument, a sensationalized argument, to really look into the stuff and, right. and present it from both ways. So I, I don't, I don't, know. I don't think there's a, I don't think the nail in the coffin's in place yet. No, I, I don't, don't think, think so that it's either. Conclusive. I don't think so either. But I think that we know more now than 
or I think we can look at it differently now and at least acknowledge We're more informed, I guess, right, than, and, than before. And at least acknowledge the fact that either way, whether liberals are painting it as there's no problem at all or Republicans are painting it as the biggest problem, the apocalypse. Both both sides are over sensationalizing or right. under sensationalizing. And it's probably just sticking to economic norms. Right. If you don't have a job. It you probably might is. Be, yeah. <laughs> you know? So as always, we'll see how it goes. They go on the Supreme Court and then, God forbid, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies. Then we're not talking about Scalia for Scalia, which is what Gorsuch is. We're talking about Scalia for somebody on the court who shares our values. Yesterday afternoon, soon after the Republican health care bill was pulled before any vote took place, President Trump indicated that the focus will now shift to reforming the tax code. Mr. President, I rise today to talk about the effort by my Republican colleagues to gut critical consumer privacy protections. Last week, the Senate voted 50 to 48 to allow Internet service providers like Comcast, Verizon, AT&T to freely collect, share, and sell its customers' private information. All right. So going into the speed round, obviously, uh, Claire McCaskill made a few comments there. Right. And apparently the, made the a big lovely senator from our state, Missouri. <laughs> the troll toll. So <laughs> At least we're not Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there's always that. So basically, there was a big hubbub about what Claire McCaskill said when it comes to voting uh, for or against Neil Gorsuch to become the next Supreme Court um, justice. And even as a Republican, I have no damn problem with what she said like whatsoever. I'll read it real quick. Basically, she said, there is enough in his record with, uh, that gives me pause. So I'm very comfortable voting against him. But... I am very uncomfortable being part of a strategy that's uh, going to open up the Supreme Court to complete change. Let's assume for the purposes of this discussion that we turn down Gorsuch, there, uh, that there are not enough, that there are not eight Democrats to vote to confirm him, therefore not enough to put him on the Supreme Court. What then? So they move to a tw- 51 votes and they confirm Gorsuch either way and... Then she goes on to say, God forbid, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies or uh, Anthony Kennedy retires or someone has a stroke and is no uh, no longer able to serve. So she goes down, in my opinion, the very logical road that says, yeah, we can su- oppose him, mm-hmm. but are we going to open ourselves up to maybe something worse down the line? Right. And I think if they do oppose him, they will. Um, and I don't think that that's a good precedent. To they say. are. And she did come out after saying all that and has officially said she will be voting against him. So we'll talk Schumer. Basically, every Democrat is going to be voting mm-hmm. against Neil Gorsuch, which I think is stupid. <laughs> but I hope that. Well, and I mean, they have to be on the record for their constituents. It has nothing to do with his constituents. I think that they're just pissed off about Merrick Garland. And I thought that was bullshit, too, that the yeah, Republicans pulled that but move. Let's be real. Antonin Scalia was a douchebag like Antonin Scalia <laughs> was a piece of shit that no liber- I liked it I liked no shit. liberal liked at all well obviously he's a more um, conservative but so so replacing Scalia with new Scalia Scalia point two yeah it, that's what it, she like, was saying of course Democrats are gonna uh, oppose him and I don't have a problem with them opposing him because I didn't like Scalia um I in fact well no I won't go down that road but I <laughs> I wasn't upset by the vacancy um, so right. you know 
I and I wish that Merrick Garland would have gotten confirmed because he would have been a way more moderate judge than Neil Gorsuch. Yeah, I he do would think have. that Neil Gorsuch will get confirmed. I don't think that they should filibuster, but I don't think that they should feel like they have to vote for him. Um, yeah, I don't think that, but I think the outrage was that she was on the fence and all of that, and she was trying to play politics, but it's a very logical road. Like, I yeah, don't see anything uh, wrong with saying, no. yeah, this could go against us. Right. And, you know, yeah, maybe later we can use it for our advantage, but what if no one dies during a Democrat? reign you know what i mean well then 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 you've got three people that are stacked on the bench and there's nothing you can do about it right yeah but it's hard to believe that one of them wouldn't die during (laughs) (laughs) like they're old so not that old uh, um ginsburg is ruth bader ginsburg is pretty damn old right so Um, she just has to outlast the trump impeachment and we'll be all right so (laughs) um so anyway, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't have. I a never agree with Claire McCaskill, Claire McCaskill, but now I, I actually will. I think that yeah, she's fine. Yeah, I don't typically either. I don't like her. Didn't I think, pay the troll toll though. I do think that she <laughs> typically like waits for public opinion and then comes out and is like, I agree. Right, um, and then as soon as all the Democrats got pissed at her for saying that, she was like, I'm just kidding. I totally which opposed. I don't know if that's any better or worse than our other uh, Senator Blunt. Who just like has Blunt been is there? A ghost. He's just a phantom that just floats around and collects money. Been and in just... Congress for my <laughs> like... entire life, and I don't think I've ever seen or heard the guy. Right. So um... I did not vote for him. I voted for um, uh, the Libertarian. I can't remember who it was in Missouri. Yeah, I don't know who I voted for. I know I voted against Roy Blunt, but but that is, Libertarian for but governor that's too. Strictly because. Roy Blunt is a career politician who has uh, who I can't. His whole family is all lobbyists. Yeah, and, and like, what like is his record? Nobody knows because he doesn't ever say anything. So, right. Um, Claire McCaskill at least is for the military, and she serves on military right. committees, and she's very much a hawk in that regard. And I appreciate that. I just think the rest of what she so, does. So, but shit. in this instance, I don't have a problem with she said with what she said. I just hope that they don't filibuster it because I do think it they're, will set them it, up for failure. They are going to filibuster it. Like I think they've already come out and said that's I hope, what's happening. I hope they don't. So, anyway. Hope against hope. Right. Hope and change. So, I guess uh, another thing that happened this week um, was, which directly relates to uh, the soundbite that you just heard a minute ago, um, was that now that the GOP bill, the health care bill has failed, um, tax reform tax reform is uh, is the new Right, the new sites that they have, or the new the they new were always going to go for. That's so, the next thing on the docket. Right. So uh, now I think since then they've come out and said we're doing healthcare again, and that they're not done with it. Which yeah, of course not. I would. I wouldn't. Problem is they're still pushing the same shit, Bill. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and I wouldn't think that they should be done with healthcare. Like you, literally, the entire campaign promise was repealing and replacing, and not just from Donald Trump. The entire yeah. Republican. Well, apparently, uh, all the Republicans of the last eight years. Yeah, they seem to have forgotten the replace part, and now they're upset that he's trying to replace it. It's like, it was always repeal and replace. Right. You now, have to. Now, I don't... I'm Just not, repeal it. It's fine. I'm not a huge fan of the... When it came to the GOP healthcare, I wasn't a huge fan of the three-part process, and I'll tell you why. We had this discussion um, a couple days ago over the phone, and I do agree with you that it makes it easier. Good. It makes it easier to go, okay, well, if you don't like this part, we'll just get rid of this part. The problem right. is if the first, if the part that gets passed is not intended to be the final 
the final version of the bill and then the second part gets held up then you could be left with something really bad and right. the rest of it doesn't play out and that's kind of what stopped it this time was they're like this isn't a good bill and they said oh no don't worry we'll do it right later and they were like no you need to do it right in each step right and i think that that's true so i i don't i don't like the three-part process i prefer the just do a bill and make we it have a to good pass one. it before <laughs> we can see what's in it right I'm Nancy Pelosi. Hand me more pills. Well, I mean, more that's pills. basically what Paul Ryan said, too. Like, pass this part, and then later we'll fix it. Well, no. Yeah, we'll but fix at least it they're now. being transparent. It's not some <laughs> massive bill that, you know, the, even the uh, Republican repeal and replace was, what, 56 pages? Right. Like, it wasn't 10,000 pages worth of, I get that. we'll see it later. It was here it is, and then we'll, we'll go I get there. that, but they also didn't have insurance companies write this one like Obama did, which I never thought <laughs> well, that was, was a, a good idea. idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. So um, they're a long, I think both parties are a long way from but, getting that So what one do right. you think about tax reform? You think that— It has to happen. You, well, I agree. You think they're going to do good things, or you think they're going to find a loophole so Donald Trump doesn't have to pay taxes like he did in 2005? Right. Like I said— <laughs> Two thousand. I mean, that's all we have record of. So you definitely paid taxes. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah, definitely paid taxes. So I don't I, know. Where I know Rachel Maddow on a personal basis. So I, we're on a, we're on a first name basis. Don't worry right. about it. Well, let's be clear. He made he paid taxes, and I think that um, ten years ago he yeah, paid taxes. That's fine. And but when it comes to this time around, I think that we have to lower the corporate tax rate. That's going to happen. Every other country has done that, other than us. Like we're going to need to do that. And I think that even people on the Democratic side realize that we need to do that i uh i've heard the flat tax floated around i personally cannot stand the flat tax i think that that is the worst well the flat tax only works in a in ideal situations you can't well, you're already right. at the levels you need to, and that's my big thing is mm-hmm. that they say well it's fair it's like yeah but there's timing involved too right and the, the exercise i always do when i talk to people about it is pick a number any number that you would like in your head that you would like to see be that's a fair number like if it's pay 10 percent, 25 percent, whatever it is Regardless of what that number is, you've just cut taxes for the richest people and you've increased taxes for the poorest people. Right. Because unless you're picking 7%, which is the lowest ta- bracket, you're raising rates on the poor. We can't do that right, right. now. No, we can't. It doesn't make sense. Now, if we were, if we were, and you know, you've, we've, you Euphoria and days. I, it's like, yeah, you and I have <laughs> had money. this conversation and this argument for years. Um, and I think that you've always taken Just back it, the rebels. Well, you, <laughs> <laughs> you've always taken it a step further, and I like um, where you go with it because in Bill Clinton's economy, that a flat tax of fifteen percent or whatever wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Everyone was prospering, and it was like, all right, well, right here we go. So, but but in an economy that is, it, it's rising, sure, but it's not nearly where it should be um you know i i agree with you i i don't think that a flat tax is yeah, is, flat the, tax is, junk. is the right way to go i still think that they're going to get their uh conservative version of the flat or not the flat tax but the conservative version of the tax code passed i think that there's just enough support there to get that done right um, um yeah so i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see but i think he's right to move on though i don't think that i think that with since both parties do not know what they're doing with health care and they have bad plans again said it in the last segment or the last i just week, wonder you've got to get young people to pay if your yeah. plan doesn't force young people to pay the, the healthy to pay I just for the have sick, a, it does not i just work. have a feeling that it's going to um that it's going to hurt the the republican 
I think it's going to hurt Republicans a little bit by not getting it repealed because it looks bad. Like you guys like can keep in mind that you fall on the side of the Republican party that doesn't like the lying bullshit establishment. <laughs> and like, they just lied to you for seven years and told you they were yeah. going to fix this. Well, thing, they never said they had they a plan. Never, well, I guess there are some plans uh, floating so around like, that, that they don't agree there's with. There's a big portion of the Republican base. That's going to be like, they lied to me, vote them out. Yeah. Those are the Ted Cruz voters. We'll see what they do. If they actually are like, Oh my God, I'm so mad. So, I mean, so we'll see, but anyway, I think, yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see where, where it goes with and that. What so was I the guess last one? the other thing that happened this week was on internet privacy. Um, it they I guess they passed a bill that basically says that um, basically your provider doesn't have to tell you that they're collecting data on you and then selling it to third party marketing. Yeah, that's firms. BS. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. No one likes their shit. I can't. I have to actually find it, but I I saw somewhere that basically when you look at the whole, um, everything that they that they sell you for, each person comes out to be about thirty five dollars. That's all they get from you. Your you. whole identity, everything. So I don't. I think it's well. Yeah, you'd be you hard pressed that, to find someone that wants to be spied on. Right. You said that last <laughs> week, but I don't. I don't like the whole. I like. I. I don't know. I don't like. I, you know me, and I'm always taking a hard stance on privacy, which is why I don't like Edward Snowden, which is why I don't, even though I think that the information is valuable and I'm glad that I know the information, I still have issue with the privacy thing there. Russia. Um, so, you know, I, I don't like that. I don't like when, I mean, Anonymous was born because of yeah. internet censorship. I don't censorship. like Anonymous because it's just another word for no accountability. Yeah, no, I, I know. With that. But you remember Sopa and Pippa, the whole we're going to censor the internet. This feels similar. Right. This feels like we're We were young enough to remember the it, internet but, before it became a big thing and right. you could just get anything off of it right. and go anywhere you wanted. To, me, to me, this just feels like an overreach by those companies, and I feel yeah. like the government should not have Philip allowed DeFranco that to did happen. A thing on it where he he went in and was like, "Why are Republicans doing this? Uh, let's take a look." And he had a list, and it was every single one that signed off on it is getting this much money from these right. marketing companies. Yeah. So it, it is special interest. Yeah, it absolutely. Gone awry. It, like, ab- it absolutely is. That's so, all it is. They're just getting money for it from I, from our shit. Yeah. And, so know. anyway. Um, I think that about wraps it up for the week. Don't forget to leave us a like and be sure to subscribe for all our latest content. Links to the topics discussed are listed below. Uh, Be sure to comment and let us know just how wrong you think we are. We will respond. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. And as always, we leave you with the alternative fact of the week. People like Hillary Clinton, I mean, five people around her have have been given immunity to include her former chief of staff. When you are given immunity, that means that you've probably committed a crime. (laughs) 